player or you're new to practicing solo, you've got your game plan. Now what? First, know that you're not alone. It's the fastest growing segment of the legal profession. Welcome to New Solo here on the Legal Talk Network, where you'll learn about practicing law solo. Thanks for tuning in to our program today. Before we get started, we want to let you know about something extraordinary happening in the legal industry. Right now, hundreds of independent attorneys just like yourself are working to bring a very special product to market. These attorneys are part of a development program at LexisNexis, and they are working under NDA on a brand new application that will change the way you run your practice. This solution, LexisNexis Firm Manager, is a web-based, highly secure application operating in SAS 70 Type 2 attested data centers. If you are interested in test driving LexisNexis Firm Manager at no charge, or to learn more, visit www.myfirmmanager.com slash LTN. Welcome to New Solo on the Legal Talk Network. We're glad you could listen today to our podcast. I am Attorney Kyle Gelcher. I'm a solo practitioner from Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, I practice a variety of, of uh, areas of law, including civil litigation, uh, business law, entertainment law, intellectual property, and consumer law. On New Solo, we're going to talk about all the things you may not have learned in law school if you're a young lawyer and all the things you may be facing if you've left a larger firm and now you're starting out on your own or with colleagues in a smaller firm. Today on New Solo, we're going to take a look at building your client portfolio. Joining me today is marketing expert Richard DeLuca. Uh, Rich teaches marketing uh, challenged attorneys easy ways to engage their client base so their, their practice can grow. Uh, today, he's going to discuss the right approach to take to land clients and to build trust. You can find out more about Rich on his blog, marketeratlaw.com. Welcome to the program, Rich. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Well, I want to get right to it. Um, I want to start with a couple of hypotheticals that are similar to the examples you used on your blog, marketeratlaw.com. Uh, for the first example, uh, let's say an attorney uses a phrase such as the following that I'm about to read to describe uh, his or her services. Um, quote, I'm a general practice attorney who provides clients with a wide range of legal services from criminal issues to divorces to business planning. I am a jack of all trades, end quote. Well, what's wrong with this, Rich? Uh, what's wrong with this advertising and, and how can you fix it? Well, I think the advertising, it's its just, it's not super direct. Um, the problem with this kind of description is that it really the attorney there is trying to be a catch-all. You know, he's trying to be everything to everyone, and that's not always the best way of getting new clients or getting clients that are actually a good fit for your practice. Um, you know, what I would suggest is that, you know, a general practice lawyer develop several different phrases kind of tailored to describe each area of the law that they practice and then use those descriptions in the appropriate forms. Like an example would probably be if the attorney authors an article on recent developments in divorce law, you know, the author bio at the end of the article could be something similar to, you know, attorney X has over 10 years experience representing clients in contested divorce matters throughout the state and is committed to helping clients navigate the uh, often emotionally charged divorce process. Something like that is much more likely to help generate targeted good clients for the attorney than, you know, a, 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 a sentence that says, you know, I'm a jack of all trades. 
I want to take another example. Um, let's say an attorney places an ad in the newspaper, and I, I'm going I'm to read a, a sample ad. Um, quote, divorce attorney John Doe offers free consultations at 123 Main Street, Springfield, Massachusetts, and he has a website of xyz.com, uh, end quote. Um, your website, uh, Rich, uh, artfully describes making an emotional connection with clients to drive business. What could be done with the ad that I just read um, to create a more expressive content? Um, you know, the general public, we have to remember, you know, really has very little exposure to lawyers on an everyday basis. So it's really important that the advertising that you use to promote your practice actually speaks to your potential clients. You know, when the public needs a lawyer, they want to hire someone that they think has the ability to get them the result that they want in either the cheapest or fastest way, you know, possible. Now, you know, attorneys, we all know that it's not always possible. Many times client expectations and needs, you know, need to be tempered, but your advertising is really not the place to to do that. Your advertising has to work as a magnet to kind of pull clients into contacting you, you know, picking up that phone, visiting your website, filling out a contact form there, something, something proactive to reach out to you. You need to make an emotional connection with the person that's looking for an attorney at the time that they see your uh, ad. And I think that one of the best ways to do that is to use text and images that really kind of relate to the needs and desires your clients um, have and, you know, that you're trying to, trying to cultivate there. And and why is it important to advertise with emotional triggers? Uh, I think emotional triggers are really really important for your advertising to work. You know, let's stay with kind of the divorce attorney example that we were using in, you know, the earlier hypothetical. You know, it's a divorce. It's an extremely emotional experience that people go through. A person that's, you know, looking for a divorce attorney most likely wants to find someone that's experienced, aggressive, you know, and that they believe will fight for them with the vigor and tenacity that, you know, the client themselves feel is going on in their own personal world. Um, you know, a divorce ad that says something like, you know, divorce attorney and gives the mailing address and websites not going to be as effective in getting your potential clients to call as an ad that says, you know, that really speaks to them. Something like, you know, overwhelmed by problems in your marriage, speak today with an experienced divorce attorney and get the guidance you deserve. You know, something like that is going to go a lot further to getting that client to pick up the phone and contact you. I think it's also, you know, ads like that are great places to, you know, use additional information to promote yourself, um, you know, estimates of the amount of cases that you've handled, um, you know, any kind of court or, you know, board certifications that you may have been awarded, uh, third-party uh, recommendations like super lawyers, best lawyers, something like that that really, uh, you know, passively sells and tells the client that this is the person that I need to represent me. What approach should a new lawyer take if uh, you're if he or she is attending a conference? And by that I mean, how can you turn those conference attendees into real real prospects? I think it kind of comes back to you know once again not trying to be everything to everyone. You know, if you're going to a conference, I think that I'm a real big proponent in pre-planning how you're going to spend your time at that conference, I think it's incredibly important. Um, you know, most conferences provide attendees with a list of everyone that is also attending the conference. So a lot of times I suggest that the attorneys, you know, when you register for a conference, 
ask, hey, can I have an advanced copy of the attendees? And then start going through that list. If you review that list, you can determine the people that are going to be there, the companies that they represent, and you can have a plan of what you want to do before you go to the show. You can, you know, know who the targeted people are that you want to talk to. Um, you can you can go and you want those people to kind of leave the conference knowing about you and your and your practice. The conferences can be great places to network and develop new business, but you need to have a plan before you go. Um, you got to spend the time to learn about the attendees. Look up their websites. You know, read the p- recent press releases that that they have published there, so you know what's going on in their in in their company. You know, I use Google News. You know all the time. I think that's a great place to search for recent articles written on issues that are taking place in the industry that the conference is focused on. And now you can go to that that conference with a game plan in your pocket with some prepared talking points about, you know, what those issues are and what the developments are are taking place there and what you as the attorney can do to help solve those problems for those attendees that you're going to be talking to. You're a big promoter of blogging. Why should a lawyer blog? Honestly, blogging is the easiest, most cost-effective way for any attorney to promote and build a practice. It's a great platform that attorneys can use to publish information about any specific area of law, geographic area, industry, and it really helps to build and build your practice and sh- and showcase your expertise and knowledge in an area of the law. Uh, do you have some uh, basic tips for blogging for new lawyers? Um, it's blogging tips. I think are you got to stay committed to it. It's something that you know. It's it's a great marketing vehicle. Um, you know, but you. What you, even though it is a marketing vehicle, you don't want it to be kind of a a platform of just shameless self-promotion. You want to be able to provide good information that the general public would not be able to find easily if you had not put that out on your blog. So, I mean, one of the greatest assets that attorneys have is their knowledge and understanding and experience with the law. So why not use your blog to put that information out there for free? I'm not saying give away the store, but use that, use your blog to, to make information that is not readily available to someone that's working day-to-day in the legal industry, make it available, make it easy for them to find, because that will then in turn, you know, turn you into the de facto uh, expert uh, in their eyes. Is there the opportunity cost of trading time for blogging a worthwhile pursuit for a new lawyer? Obviously, for more seasoned practitioners, it may be uh, um, a good bet for them, a good use of their time. But what about for new lawyers? I think for new lawyers, it's great. And, you know, that's one of the things that we really promote, um, you know, internally with our, our attorneys is that because it does a lot of other things. It helps them. It helps new lawyers become better writers. It helps them find information about an area of law that they're starting to build a practice in, because in order to find content to write on your blog, you have to know what's going on in that area of law. So you're reading industry publications, you're reading the newspapers, you're watching press releases, you're reading other blogs from other, you know, more senior attorneys at other firms and that what they're writing on and you're commenting on that and you're using that as a way to build habits that will serve you 
better in the future, years down the road, because at that point you're not you're not uh, as an attorney you you don't have to if you've marketed for a long period of time and you've used your your blog to do that it's a lot uh easier than 5 years into your career saying okay now I've got clients that I need to serve and I have to find time to market and build a practice to take it to the next level I think it's just a really good foundation for new lawyers to uh to become involved with as early as possible are there free sites available to use for blogging? Uh, there are. Uh, my favorite, it's what I have built uh, Marketer at Law um, off of, is WordPress. Um, they, it's uh, free to use. You, it's very user friendly. It's as you know, creating a blog post is as easy as uh, writing an email. They have a very active uh, user base that you know. Uh, promotes a lot of you know different they call them plugins so you can add contact forms to your blog and you can do your own search engine optimization there's a lot of free things that that really make it uh, able for you to tailor uh, the look feel and functionality of your blog however you'd like and it's free um, you know there are definitely paid services like uh, different themes that you can purchase um, and but those are also very uh, very cost effective when you look at you know some of the ch- uh, prices that that outside consultants charge for the creation of blogs and websites for attorneys and and, and what are some topics that new lawyers should choose for uh, their blog um, I would keep it focused on their geographic area or um, the the uh, area of law that they they practice in um and to find day-to-day topics again i'm going to go back to you know google news and uh google alerts i have you know hundreds of google alerts set up in my uh rss reader and it you know it's constantly out there looking for information and phrases in tons of publications that are of interest to what i to the readers of my blog and i Try and comment on those articles, and you can also look at your competitors and what other people that practice a similar uh, area of law are writing about on their blogs. It's a great way of engaging with, um, you know, potential referral sources, um, building internal links by, you know, linking to your competition and saying, hey, um, you know, Attorney X writes on this also, and he had a really great post on this, and this is something that I thought would be important to share with my readers. It really goes uh, a long way. You've been alluding to it through our conversation, but how can you drive traffic to, to a blog? Um, I think that it's it's a lot of what we've gone over um, before. It's you know reading uh, news articles and writing on those. We're um, you know maintain making sure that you stay on top of what is developing in the news cycle, impacting your clients and those industries will help um, you become more visible and drive traffic because now reporters will be looking for uh, you know a quote from an, an attorney on a recent you know news development and they're going to find your blog most likely and reach out to you and you can provide comment and now you have another blog post when that article is published that you can put out and say hey I was quoted in the New York Times for you know this article and put a link in it all goes to building credibility i think one of the other Free tools that are out there that are great for attorneys to use when doing their when creating blog posts is uh, Google AdWords keyword research tool, 
And it's a free tool where attorneys can go in. And if you're writing a blog post on, you know, some kind of uh, bankruptcy issue, you can use, you can type in some of the words that you would use in your post, uh, you know, bankruptcy, uh, debtor, um, and see what the other, see what other websites are using and how many searches are returned uh, or conducted on those keywords. Then you can kind of structure the text of your blog post around those keywords so it'll help move you up in the search engine rankings because you'll be using the same words that most other people are searching for on that topic. The web now offers Google+. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Avo, and, and many more social, social networking tools. Um, new lawyers have a plethora of choices. Obviously, they have a limited amount of time to market themselves, to bridge the learning curve, to make money, and so forth. At some point, a solo practitioner has to choose which platform to use. Which ones do you recommend? Um, they're, they're all good for you know different reasons. I would just focus on, if I was a solo the one that I would focus on most likely would be LinkedIn for if you were a uh, you know a commercial pract- uh, practitioner. Um, I think that the the connections that can be made through that social networking um, platform are great. Uh, the it gives you the ability to join very targeted groups. Um, that are focused on a particular topic, and it'll allow you to engage in conversations on developments within that group. And now you're meeting a whole host of other people that are interested in the same thing that you are. And you can, by participating in the conversation, by adding you know information to uh, to that group posting a poll, asking a question, even just providing a link to either something that you wrote or something that you saw somewhere else on the web, it'll, it, it really goes a long way in building your credibility within a professional circle. To follow up that question, where do you see the social networking sites heading in the next few years? And the reason I ask that is I'm concerned about new lawyers spending too much time on these in marketing. And I'm wondering whether it's even worth the effort uh, to market with the social media. Um, if you take an example, uh, for instance, MySpace seems to have fallen out of favor with many users. And um, obviously, if a, a new lawyer is spending a lot of time marketing themselves on a, on a particular site and it's, it, it, it falls out of favor, um, they've lost a lot of time. I agree. And I think that that's always a risk that, um, that attorneys, you know, uh, can run into. That is one of the reasons why I really like LinkedIn because the people that are on there and that you're interacting with are also outside, you know, business professionals. And you're, if you, if, if you wind up creating connections through LinkedIn that are truly valuable and you make inroads with people and develop relationships regardless of whether 5, 10, 15 years down the road, if LinkedIn is still there or not, you will hopefully have maintained those relationships outside of LinkedIn. You know, you'll have referred business or had business referred to you. You'll have, you know, developed email uh, conversation relationships. You'll see people at the same trade shows. That's why I like LinkedIn so much is that there's so much interaction that can take place that LinkedIn's a great place to meet, but there's a lot of interaction that can take place independent of LinkedIn. So you're not beholden to the overall success of it. 
We need to take a short break when we return more with Rich DeLuca. Want to stay in touch with the Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes right to you automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says our podcast feeds. Now you'll be all set. If you like listening to new solo, you might also like the unbillable hour on LegalTalkNetwork.com. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. Welcome back to New Solo on the Legal Talk Network. Today, we're joined by marketing expert Richard DeLuca. Um, Rich, what, what is a 30-second uh, commercial, and uh, sometimes it's called a, a, an elevator speech, and, and, and why is it important? Um, it's important because, you know, you need... It, you need to be able to easily and succinctly communicate to potential clients what it is that you can do for them. So, um, you know, it's nice to be able to just to have it kind of as a mantra. It's always in your back pocket. You always know what it is if you're, you know, given the uh, given the opportunity to uh, to promote yourself. Uh, oh, you know, you meet somebody at a cocktail party. What is it that you do? And you're able to spit out three or four sentences, very short and sweet and to the point, and they're able to walk away knowing what it is. And what element should be in that 30-second commercial? It has to be focused on the person that you're talking to. It's how can you help them? It's, you know, it's great to talk about what you've done already, but it's not always the best. It's not always about what you've done um, for someone else that, you know, that can be helpful. It's, you know, people are more likely to remember a conversation that they had with someone when the conversation was focused on them, their issues, and how you can help them versus a conversation that's focused more on this is, you know, this is where I went to school. This is, you know, where my office is located. This is, you know, some experience that I've had helping similar type people. I want to hit. I want to hit a couple of miscellaneous topics here. What are some uh, tips you could give new lawyers in regards to SEO or search engine optimization? Um, I think one of the easiest things that will be effective uh, on the SEO front would be to be uh, would be to create a places page for your firm. Um, it could just be a one page. Um, page on your website that talks about your office, your location, um, you know, the geographic area uh, around. So the search engines will pick up when someone is searching for, you know, Madison County lawyer. If that's, if you have that text in that page, you'll wind up being, uh, being at the top of the results. I'd also include the physical mailing address of your office location on the footer of each of the pages of your website. Search is becoming more and more local, um, both from the search engine side as well as from the user side. Um, people are looking for attorneys and using geographic keywords in their searches. Um, so it's really important that you have that information on your site. How can a new lawyer stay motivated when the phone is not ringing? Um, I think you should get a uh, little plastic turtle and keep it on your desk to keep you reminded that it's uh, that it's not a not a race. It's uh, it's a marathon, and the the it's something that takes a long time. But if it, you do stay committed to it, and it will serve you unbelievably well in the future. It's not a uh, cause and effect. You're not going to write a blog post and the next day your phone's going to be ringing. It might take six months to a year. But once 
once you reach that point of critical mass where you've produced so much content that the search engines love you, you're at the top of the the search uh, results pages, people will find your website. And then when they go, they're not going to, they're going to search for something. They're going to find your blog post, but then they're going to look at all of the other information that you've been putting up for over a year. And they're going to do this job of selling you uh, themselves. They're going to make the decision that, wow, look at all the information that this person's published. This has to be the person that I use for my legal needs. What is the best piece of advice you have received? Um, best piece of advice? I would say be the best piece of advice is stay committed to doing you know, your own thing. Um, you know, it, It's like that saying. It's always easier to place your feet in the footprints in the snow than to make your own path. I really believe that. And I think that that's what, you know, solos really love about their, uh, you know, their ability to be a solo practitioner. They can, they're the master of their own destiny. I have a book that I look at first thing every morning in my office. It's called, uh, you know, 365 Marketing Meditations. It's by uh, Richard Levick and uh, Larry Smith. And it's a great way to really stay focused um, on doing my job well. And I think that, you know, attorneys and solos that are, you know, looking for that little bit of motivation to stay committed to their marketing plan, you know, go on Amazon, pick up the book. It's, you know, it's short, sweet. And every day you open up a new page, you look at the date and it's got maybe 10 sentence or, you know, 10 word sentences that'll just keep you focused on, on, you know, meeting your marketing needs. And that's, that's really been unbelievably helpful for, uh, for me in my career. Well, that about does it for this edition of New Solo. Remember, you can find all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. You can also subscribe to this program through iTunes. Very special thanks to my guest, Rich DeLuca, for joining me today. Rich, if someone wants to know more uh, information on today's topic, how can they reach you? Um, you can uh, email me through my website, and uh, my email address is rich at marketeratlaw.com and um, you know just shoot me an email if there's any kind of topics that uh, anybody would be interested in seeing me you know write about on my blog I'd be more than happy uh, to do that I'm always looking for uh, you know good content to put out for people as well and of course you can contact me directly at kyle at legaltalknetwork.com we're out of time I'd like to thank our sponsor Firm Manager from LexisNexis you can find out more about Firm Manager at myfirmmanager.com backslash L-T-N. Join us next time for another episode of New Solo here on the Legal Talk Network. Have a great day, everyone. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to New Solo today. Hope you'll listen to next month's edition with attorney Kyle Gelcher right here on the Legal Talk Network. And a reminder to check out Firm Manager at MyFirmManager.com forward slash LTN. It's a business solution for lawyers created by lawyers from LexisNexis. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. 
and me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.